Hi guys, it's been a really, really, really long time since I've sat down and talked to my computer, but here I am. Life has been lifing, and I guess we can all relate to that statement, even though it's very vague. We all know how it is with life just changing and being busy. And especially since we were just at the end of summer, I was doing a lot of stuff. I had a music festival. I went to Izu. And if anyone who went is listening to this, like, you know, that was crazy. If you didn't go, I'm going to, like, dive into that in my experience in a little bit. But I'm super glad to be back recording my podcast. Um, I don't really know what the plans for this is right now. I'm just kind of going with the flow. Some of my episodes prior were just like a little bit of a trial run to figure out how to use the software, how to upload, how to add music. So over the next couple months, there might be a lot of changes to that, the music, when I'm uploading. Um, But I am excited to just like be with the computer, like talk to you guys, talk to whoever's listening, honestly, because I think it's just a really fun way for me to have a creative hobby. So yeah, so just quickly diving into Izu, um, I can definitely say that my experience was a little bit crazy, and everyone who went could definitely say that, but I also had a really good time at the same time, so it's like very weird because when Sunday was over, me and Alex were just saying how like we wish there was another day. So I'll give you kind of the breakdown of what Izu looked like this year. So on Friday, that was supposed to be the first day of Izu starting at 3 p.m. And at 12 in the afternoon, Izu announced on their Instagram that they would be canceling the first day, which is like a super bummer. And also the lack of like notice was awful because we did get a hotel room closer to where Izu was being held so that we weren't commuting and they didn't even give us 24 hours so I couldn't move the reservation or do anything like that because you need to give the hotel 24-hour notice. Fine, no big deal. We'll get through this situation. And me and Alex stayed in the hotel. Friday night we went out to dinner. We made the best of the situation And then Saturday comes, we wake up, and we see that they're delaying Saturday. So Saturday was supposed to open at 1, but instead it opened at 3, which obviously was disappointing because now all the sets from Friday were canceled. There was really a lot of good people playing on Friday. It was definitely like one of the best days out of the lineup. For example, the Chainsmokers were playing, Griffin, and there was a bunch of other really good people that I just cannot remember off the top of my head right now, which is really so silly of me. Nonetheless, doesn't diffuse the point that it was going to be a great day. And then, so Saturday gets delayed, so those are some sets that, you know, obviously weren't able to be played because the schedule was very tight and booked. So those people from 1 to 3 were no longer part of Izu, which is obviously disappointing for those people who did like those specific artists. I did not know them, so it didn't really affect me personally, but it definitely affected the artist as well, which is super unfortunate. And it honestly just showed that the people who are running Izu were very 
disorganized and clearly unprepared. So Saturday we get there. We leave the hotel at like 3, so we get there 3.45-ish, I guess. And the line was one disorganized mess. There was no organization at all. It's just like a stampede of people. And then you have to like funnel to the back. And the way the lines were set up, the will call line, which is where people who didn't have their bracelets set were picking them up. And the line to get in through security were like interchanging with each other. So it was just a mess. Nobody knew where anything was. There was no organization. And just talking about the will call line right now, I heard that there were people on the will call line from like 3 o'clock to like 9 p.m. because people were just cutting into the will call line. And the people who were waiting in the back obviously don't know what's going on. So they were just like standing there, confused as fuck. And I heard there was also like one person working will call. So it was just like so hard to get thousands of people their tickets. And mind you, the security was also just like telling people like, wiggle in there, like try to figure it out. Like they weren't like supporting the organization of the event. They were like, yeah, just do a little wiggle, get to where you gotta go. Like kind of fend for yourself type thing, which I can respect it. But at the same time, that really does suck for the people who were waiting. So Saturday, the line is crazy. We wait on security for, I don't even know, like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Maybe even, like, on the fence of two. Maybe. I might be exaggerating. But it was a long time, nonetheless. We're waiting out there. Thankfully, it wasn't too hot on Saturday. The weather was pretty nice. So we get through security. And then there's, like, another line. And it's for them to check your ID to give you a bracelet so you can drink if you want. And then to scan your ticket and go into the festival. So that goes pretty quick. We finally get inside, and the stages were nice. Main stage seemed to, like, not be fully done working when Saturday started. Um, And one of the regrets that I have was staying at main stage for most of Saturday because some of the other stages were really cool, and I didn't even go over over to them until Sunday. So I feel like on Saturday, if I was, like, experiencing other stages and like other vibes it would have been cool and I would have had a lot more fun on Saturday but it is what it is so Saturday we get through we listen to the sets that we want to see there was only a couple people that I knew playing on Saturday and they were playing later in the night but overall Saturday was what it was the people who were there know exactly what I'm talking about it was crazy it was packed There were so many people because I think that they let the Friday people buy tickets for Saturday or Sunday. So the venue, a.k.a. Randall's Island, was just overcrowded. All the stages were overcrowded. So it was very hard to really, like, navigate through. But me and Alex, we made the best of it. And we definitely ended up having an enjoyable time, even though it was a little chaotic. So whatever, we enjoy the sets, we vibe, we chill, we hang out, we sit on the lawn. And honestly, sitting on the lawn was, like, the best part. I think that they should normalize sitting down at raves. Like, instead of everyone standing up, raving, oons, oons, sit down, vibe, look at the screen, look at the art. I don't know. All my best moments was when I was just, like, sitting, just, like, really enjoying and taking in the music. And I also felt, like, grounded. That sounds so, like, weird, but I was chilling. So then moving on to when we're leaving on Saturday... 
If you've ever been on Randall's Island, you know that you either have to walk the bridge, take the ferry, or hopefully there's MTA buses. So leaving on Saturday, no MTA bus, we're walking the bridge. Um, and the organization for that, it was horrendous. You didn't know where you were going, and people were trying to direct you, but there was just no organization, and, like, thousands of people, like a mob, get to where the bridge entrance is, and one of the entrances to the bridge is, like, blocked off, so you have to take this ramp entrance, and you get over there, and it's, like, thousands of people funneling from a mob to, like, a, like, a pathway, but the pathway is very narrow and there's like low fences there you know when you go to an event and they use like those metal low fences that's what's there so my group we funnel through the entrance you know of the fence like normal regular civilians other people decide let's just jump in so now i'm standing next to the fence the entrance is a foot behind me like no joke no exaggeration a foot behind me and these like people are just jumping over the fence right next to me and I'm like you know that you could just go to the entrance it's a foot away I think it'll be quicker because you're not jumping on me like you're not like this is crazy whatever I don't know what they ended up doing because I just kept it pushing but it was still like it took I don't even know probably two hours just to get on the bridge itself Okay, that might be an exaggeration. It took at least an hour, though. It took a while. The walk home was long because there were so many people and you're going so slow. And then also just getting on the bridge itself, like, took so long. I want to say it took two hours, but I could be exaggerating. But I know it took a while. So whether it was two hours or not, it was a really long time in my life when I was kind of tired. And then we're walking the bridge. And the people in the city, like, they're just, like, not real. I swear to God. On this crowded-ass bridge, this person, like, sets up a little area to sell, like, water and Gatorade. Like, really? Like, it is not the spot for that. Like, literally, like, is not. Like, please. Please. Like, not right now, girl. Like, get your bag, but, like, not right now. So, a lot of people were getting frustrated with that because it made it so we had to funnel into an even smaller section. And even though it was very temporary... That slows everything down. You know how traffic works. One car and you're fucked. That's exactly what it was. One tiny little narrowing, the whole bridge is like slowed down. So that was chaotic on itself. And then we get on the subway and it's a pretty decent subway ride, like probably 20 minutes. And at this point, everyone's tired. People were drinking and they just weren't feeling well. So that was like not the vibe. The subway was not the vibe. This poor regular civilian is trying to play games on his phone, probably coming home from work, and he's in a car full of people who just went to a music festival who just crammed in there like sardines and people not feeling well around him. This man, he was done. He was like, I took the wrong day to take the subway. We get home. We get some Taco Bell because you know how it is. What else you're going to get after these occasions? We go to sleep. And then Sunday comes around. So while we were walking back to our hotel on Saturday, we were saying how we're going to go at like three on Sunday because we didn't know a lot of the people who were there in the beginning. And this is kind of a regret we had because the people who did end up going on time on Sunday 
Like, did not have to wait in the line we had to wait in. Did not have to deal with, like, the chaos of Sunday, really, because they said that the the line was not bad. They got through security quick, and they were, like, chilling, vibing at that point. When on Sunday, we waited probably an hour to get in again, and I don't know, I guess they tried to fix the organization, but they really, like, didn't. They just had us all, like, go onto the lawn, so it's a big mob of people, and then once you get to where the security, like, the 12 security scanners were, you had to, like, pick a line. But, like, on the path, the grass, there's, like, these big rocks and boulders. It's, like, why? who thought that this was a good idea? I think they expected people to maybe trickle in, but they were wrong because they oversold the venue, so that was not going to happen. Mind you... We did get there a little bit earlier, like, I, well, not earlier, but earlier than this, so we didn't have to deal with this, but at, like, 6 o'clock, they closed the doors. They said, we're not taking you, even if you have a ticket, the venue's overcrowded, sucks to suck, and this caused a mob, like, thousands of people rushing through security. It was crazy. I was glad that I was already in by this point, so I didn't have to, like, worry about it, but a lot of people, and I agree, We're saying that you could definitely feel that the venue was crowded because after that, like, there was no room to move. Even main stage, all the way in the back was crowded. It was crazy. It was absolutely insane. But I understand those people a little bit because they did buy a ticket, so it is kind of fucked up that they were denied entry after being, like, paying customers That should have never been a thing. The venue should have never been oversold. Me and Alex had a really good day on Sunday. We saw a lot of people that we wanted to see. So that was definitely a vibe. And we did go to the other stages. And one of the stages, I think it was called the Continuum or something, was so sick. It was a smaller stage. It was so sick. But you can, like, sit on the sides. And it had, like, 360 angle view. So you can, like, sit down on the grass and just, like, chill and vibe, see the stage, feel the music. The only problem I would say with the stages was there there was um, sound bleed. So from other stages, you can hear those sets. But after being there for a little bit, you just kind of blocked it out. A lot of people were very upset about that. But it is what it is when you have all those stages in a smaller area. Like, that's what's going to happen. They hopefully will learn from that mistake next year and all of their mistakes next year. And they will fix that because Jesus. So Sunday, we took the bus both ways. And yeah, going there, our bus driver was not it. The other buses were passing us. He kind of was an L bus driver. And then leaving, we did sit in a lot of traffic leaving too on the bus. But honestly, I would rather sit in traffic on the bus than like try to funnel through that big line and crowd again. So it is what it is. At least it was air conditioned. You know, make the best of the situation. And then after the bus dropped us off, again, we took the subway back, packed like little sardines with everyone. And we honestly enjoyed just like walking around the city at night. We were in a pretty nice area in the city and it was just kind of a vibe to be there at night, just chilling. It was not as hot, but Sunday during the day was definitely pretty toasty. So it was good to keep hydrated. They gave us free waters on the big mob line. But I really hope that next year they learn from their mistakes because it was this company's first time running Izu. And although I had a good time and I really enjoyed the sets I did see, like Grizz and Zed's Dead back-to-back, other way around, Zed's Dead back-to-back Grizz was a sick set. They did so good. Um, I wish I did see a little bit of John Summit and Dom Dalla, but 
that stage got like overcrowded so they weren't letting any more people in because you all know John Summit he's a legend he's an icon very big a lot of people did want to go see him we did enjoy Grizz and Zed's Dead while they were going on and it was a vibe because we got to sit down we got to chill we also saw Marshmallow that day which was super cool because he's an icon nonetheless like these people are kind of iconic uh we saw Zed on Saturday I really wish we would have been able to see the Chainsmokers, Griffin, yeah. We definitely made the best of what it was. That's all you can do in life is take the things that you have and try to find the good in them, try to find the happiness in them, and try to make it the best you could. So that's definitely what we did. From Izu, I got a sick eye infection. I don't even really know what it is to this point because they said it was going to develop into a sty but it seemed to go away before that, so that's good for me, honestly. But I think the eye drops that they gave me caused me to have, like, some sort of reaction because every time I used them, I would get, like, a rash around my eye. So I just stopped using them, and my eye ended up, like, healing quicker without them. But I was on, like, antibiotics that I was taking. So, yeah, I did get some crazy eye thing. I think it was definitely from the cosmetics, like the glitter I was wearing. But again, like I said, make the best of it. I had a great time regardless and my eye got better. So take the good with the bad. So that's my little Izu update for you guys. Um, I am getting over my little eye thing currently, but it's almost gone. It's just a little bit like red in the corner. It has been such a long time since we talked, I don't even know where I left off with you guys, honestly. I can go over some things in my life. It has not been too crazy. Just enjoying what's left of summer. Alex's birthday had just passed, so we did something nice for that. We went to, out to dinner at a restaurant that I really love called Cowfish. Such a good vibe. Right after that, I was like just getting ready for Izu. I was so worried about my outfits, which is so silly. I was trying to like find a medium between like the rave girl aesthetic and like my aesthetic. I'm just not, I like the music, but I just am not like the rave girl who needs to be like, I don't know how to describe it. My fashion just does not align with the rave girl fashion to a certain extent. So I definitely had like more of a street rave fashion, which I thought worked. Honestly, when I got there, I felt relieved because everyone was in different stuff. It's not like I stuck out like a sore thumb. There's people dressed like me, people dressed very different than me. So it was just a wide range of fashion and I actually really enjoy fashion and like different ways people can do their makeup and hair and stuff. I'm not very talented when it comes to makeup or hair but I really want to get more experience with that and try to like make some really cool statement looks. That's something that I would think would be really fun for my next rave or my next music festival or anything like that. I think that that's something that I want to work towards because I did do glitter for the first time and I thought it was cute the way I did it. It was, again, very me, but I think that, I don't know, I feel like I can explore a little bit and open up the creativity to that. Um, so that's pretty cool. I have also been loving to cook lately. It's like one of my hobbies that I'm developing because I really don't like paying for food. I really don't. It's so expensive, and especially if you're like door dashing and stuff, it's literally so expensive, but it's so convenient. But I'm literally thinking about just uninstalling the app because I always have the tendency to want to use it. Even when I cook, it's like ridiculous. 
but I have been cooking pretty frequently. I have a salmon bowl that I really like to make with sushi rice, edamame, cucumbers, avocados, and chipotle mayo. So good. No, sriracha mayo. Some sriracha, chipotle, something like that. Mayo. So good. And I also today made like whipped avocado toast. So in the food processor, I whipped up avocados, ricotta cheese, some spices, and lemon juice. And it just brought avocado toast to like a whole new level. Made a little egg on the side. It was exquisite. It was amazing. And everything but the bagel seasoning right on top. I'll probably end up cooking two more meals tomorrow, which I think I'm gonna try something called a Korean beef bowl. It's like rice, ground beef. I forget what the vegetable was, but something like that. And then she, I watched a video, and the girl in the video like put a fried egg on top, which looked really good. So I'm thinking about maybe doing that. And then just like steak bites, multicolored potatoes, and string beans for another one, because that one's quick, easy. But I've learned that cooking is so easy and so quick when you have like a method. So when I do the salmon bowls, I first cut up the salmon, skin it, season it, and then I throw it in the fridge. I cut up the vegetables, and then I put the salmon in the air fryer. But I forgot to mention that the whole time, the sushi rice is cooking already. So I'm not waiting on anything because by the time the salmon's done, the sushi rice is done, the vegetables are cut up, bam, throw it in a bowl, you're good to go. So now that I kind of like get the flow of cooking a little bit, it has definitely been not as hard and stressful as it used to be because I used to get stressed the frick out when I was cooking. Like I was next level stressed. But now I kind of understand the flow of things. Also, when I go grocery shopping, I plan out what I'm going to cook, shop exactly for those meals, and then it's just so much easier because I know exactly what I'm going to use, what I'm not going to use, and then I could start cutting up the vegetables beforehand and just, like, throwing them in the fridge. So if I have, like, nothing to do for a little bit, I'll just go into the kitchen, cut up a cucumber, put it in the fridge, and then when I go to cook that meal later on, it's already done. And I know that this is, like, probably common sense but it's groundbreaking for me because as someone who suffers with like being able to do things because I have problems with my head or something, this has definitely made it easier because I can like use a little reward system where I'll be like, oh, I cut up the cucumbers. Now I can do something that I want to do for fun. And I don't know. It just works for me. It has definitely made me be able to like manage my time better because that's something I really struggle with is like kind of getting things done. And I think it's definitely because I have ADHD, which I actually do. So don't come for me, people, saying that I'm just self-diagnosing. I actually have it. And I don't know. It's a struggle out here. I think a lot of people have it, though, even if they're self-diagnosing. I am on a tangent right now. Reel it back in, girl. Reel it back in. But so that's really what I've been up to. Oh, last thing that I've been up to. My new hobby. Well, attempted hobby. I want to make EDM music all of a sudden. I went to eZoom and I just felt so inspired. Like, I want to be out there. I want to be the next Zed's Dead. I want to be the next Grizz. Like, I just love their style personally. And I think that with a little bit of time and a little bit of trust in myself, I can do it. 
But it's kind of like, you know how when people make a song, they have, you know, vocalists just on their song. Like, it's not like they're mashing up different songs. Like, I don't want to mash up different songs. Like, I don't want to take a Harry Styles song and mash it up with a Taylor Swift song. That's not what I want to do. I want to have, like, my own songs that just I have. And then if somebody wants to mash up my song, period. But I think, like, I'm not saying I'm vocally talented or anything, but I think I can use my own voice on my songs, even if it's just, like, talking. Like, you know the Drake song with Kim Kardashian saying that, like, you know what I'm talking about, when she's like, I didn't come this far just to come this far. Like, I can do that. I could say some silly shit and put it on my song and remix it. That's what I want to do, I think. I think that would be so much fun. And obviously, they're not going to be good at first, I don't think. But over time, I think I can master that. And that would be just, like, a great hobby for me because I'm trying to look for more creative hobbies because most of my hobbies are very hard to do in the winter season, like hiking, running. I mean, I could still run in the winter, but I'm feeling less motivated. I also haven't ran in quite a little bit, which is something I really want to get back into. And the gym, I'm missing out on the gym. But most of my hobbies you see are fitness-based. I want something that's more creative. I want to open up that creative side of my mind because I know she's in there. She's just tucked so far away. She's just pushed to the side for so long. So it's really time for me to get creative and just start, like, finding those new hobbies, opening up my creative side, opening up the hobbies I can have. And you never know where a hobby's going to take you. That's the best thing about a hobby. Like, talking to myself is one of my hobbies because it just, like, helps me, like, really think through things and, like, see a different side of things. So, yeah. That was a lot. That was my little life update from Izu to my hobbies to cooking. And I hope that I can become a little bit more consistent with you guys and find things to talk about. Because honestly, it was a little bit hard for me to figure out the direction I was going with my podcast. So it was hard for me to make content for it. Because I didn't really know what I wanted to talk about. But I think that what I want to talk about is just being real with you guys, just being transparent. And hopefully the people who listen to this enjoy that side of me, enjoy knowing about my life and hearing my little take on things like Izu. So thanks for listening and I hope you all have a splendid day. Bye.